The Gucci Girl. Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, president at Lola Red, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now, please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. The following is an encore segment of Purse Strings. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks for joining me today. You can catch the show right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. You'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. Joining me today is Marion Salzman, President, Euro RSCG Worldwide PR North America. Marion came aboard the agency back in 2009 and was just recently named PR Week's Professional of the Year. Marion, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm really thrilled to have you. I know before we jump into more about social engagement, tell everybody out there about the agency and the work you've been doing for your clients. Um, well, look, we're a medium-sized agency. We're part of the Havas network globally, um, domiciled in France, huge presence in the U.S. and the U.K., but really scattered around the world like all of the multinationals are. We've staked out um, an interesting position for ourselves, caused a big part of what we are. So as a medium-sized agency, we've actually donated um, over a million dollars of hours to charities that we really all care about. I'd say our turnaround really started in earnest. Uh, as Haiti um, fell apart from its earthquake, we were invited to help Michael Sean and Yelly Haiti, and it really was for us a very, very energizing moment involved with both that cause and causes in general, and we began to see the causes a new celebrity. We um, saw lots of opportunities to partner current and future clients with the kinds of causes that people in the communities we're working with really began to care about. And we saw lots of opportunities to link those programs up with brands, and then brands and programs up with media and link all of it together through the conversational buzz that now kind of pulses through everybody's household and handhelds. Yeah, well, and then clearly we know that cause resonates with consumers, especially women, and um, I'm sure cause and the momentum that you've managed to create there for the agency is one of many reasons you were just named PR Week's uh, 2011 PR Professional of the Year. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, you were, it's, 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 it's been a really fun year. <laughs> oh, why, yes, absolutely, and that's just icing on the cake after all the other really fun things that you've managed to do. Talk a little bit about the, the enhancements, cause being one of them, clearly, but some of the other things that you've brought to the firm since you came aboard um, back just, what, two so, years so, ago? So well, we, we reorganized around three areas of discipline. One is obviously account handling to give superior service to clients, at every stage in their process and, and programs. Uh, but that's the ordinary stuff. I mean, it's just obviously doing what everybody does and trying to do it as best we possibly can. Second piece is what we call news engine, but both traditional media and social media, to be constantly um, looking for ways to publicize and promote, really remembering that when you want to eat a sandwich, you want to be sure the filling's in that sandwich, and you're going to be judged. You always judge a sandwich by what's in the middle. And we can't. Um, let go of that. And I think a lot of PR professionals, myself really included, got so caught up in brand and so caught up in reputation and so caught up in influence, we forgot that really one of the key measurements is how much um, media coverage 
um, on and offline were we creating. So we really went back to that basic through our news engine um, discipline. The third area is the one I'm really most proud of and is probably the most innovative, and that's community. So we have uh, a community component to every single one of our client assignments. And whether it's um, establishing all the relationships with the stakeholders that then feed more stories into the community, or it's um, doing promotional activities to really engage the community into whatever news story we're creating to make it that much more powerful. We really made community very much at the center. It also gives us a very, very innovative way to garner um, consumer insights and to really be at the cutting edge, not just of what the news is today, but really be anticipatory of what kind of news there's going to be tomorrow and being sure our client stars in that news. Mm-hmm. Well, and when you talk about community, too, it's really relevancy, isn't it? I mean, really making that company, that brand, that product, that service really resonate all the way down to the community level. Absolutely. It's got to resonate, actually, I feel almost to the household level, and it's got to be, is it right for you? Is the conversation you're having um, really the conversation you want to have with the person you want to have it? I'd argue that most of us grew up in a world of broadcasting by the 90s and become narrow casting, and today it's really my casting. Who's going to share with me that bit.ly or that special article clip for me on my Facebook page that's going to make it relevant for me and what I need to do? Mm-hmm. Well, and socials really become, as you said, the vehicle for that. Um, you're considered to be a thought leader uh, in your own right, both personally and professionally in the social space. Uh, talk a little bit, if you would, about um, social engagement and the power of that, and, and I'm sure it comes right down to making it relevant for the household, relevant for me. I mean, I think that social is really just part of the new everyday modern life and almost breaks it down would be to start to describe its antisocial characteristics. It's, I, I used to argue that it, the backpack or the briefcase used to be what we carried to school or carried to the office and say it is school, it is the office. Mm-hmm. And that's because of the way we've really re-socialized our lives. We're connected wherever we want to be. We're involved in whatever we want to do. I mean, on my computer, I, I stopped looking at one screen to pick up the phone and speak to you, and on that screen was a Skype conversation with my former assistant in the Netherlands. <laughs> and I feel I've just been sitting in her living room listening to her talk about her job search. Um, on another screen, I was arguing with one of the kids about whether or not we really do have to fill out forms to have an Egyptian exchange student, because I know he is completely lying to me, and he doesn't want this darn exchange student, and he keeps <laughs> telling me we don't have to do any forms. I know there's no way they're sending students into our home if we don't do forms, and I feel as if I'm actually in ninth grade right now, and I'm sitting at the school having this argument with a kid. Right, right. It's and, amazing, and so you it? really can be, I'm really, very truthfully, I'm sitting on a couch in my office, you know, as the CEO of... A PR agency with, you know, 80 or 90 people here. And so I've been in multiple places managing multiple things, working on several client projects, and I've been involved in an awful lot of things, and that is part of what social allows you to do today. So I can have Facebook open, I can have Twitter open, I can have SMS going, I can have Skype going on one screen, I can be skimming what's happening on the TV set, I can be, and it just allows you to be everywhere and anywhere, but it is a little bit antisocial. Oh, it, it is and it isn't, though, isn't it? I mean, it is antisocial in the fact that you're there alone on your couch, but it's social in the fact that you're in, engaging in conversation with all these people, sometimes simultaneously. So it is and it isn't. I mean, I think that's kind of the, the, uh, kind of the fun and the mystery around social. 
I think that's part of the being this new social media. I think we've all become a lot less polite. I certainly know I am. I certainly know, you know, I don't think 10 years ago I would have started off a conversation with WTF. Um, and that is, <laughs> I think, my first response to 50% of what I see over taxes, WTF. Um, so that there's new ways of reacting. Um, I think it, it's got a lot of blurring. Um, part of the new social is age blurs, genders blur, roles blur. Um, you're, sometimes you're the CEO and sometimes you're the assistant account executive. Sometimes you're the co-head of the household and sometimes you're um, really somewhat childlike. You know, sometimes you're, um, you know, architect of uh, household plans and sometimes you're, you know, a world leader. And you, everything is the same because it's all done in 140 characters. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's lots of juggling and balancing. More from Marion Salzman when Purse Strings returns after this short break. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Ritan. The following is an encore segment of Purse Strings. Welcome back to the program. Joining me today is Marian Salzman, President, Euro RSCG Worldwide PR North America. We've been talking a lot about staying ahead of trends, staying ahead of the social engagement curve, which can be very challenging, but not when you necessarily um, have trend spotters reporting in all kinds of databases at your fingertips. You're known for your trend reports. 
and um, you released late last year your trend reports for 2011. How do you think that you're tracking along your trend report for the year? And as you look ahead to the remainder of the year, because it's hard to believe we're almost halfway through, um, are you looking <laughs> to maybe adjust the forecast a little bit? I, You know, I did something I have never done before in my career, and it was really because I had a wonderful opportunity. That's Comstock, the um, CMO at GE, invited me to come and speak for the first time at Leaders and Learning, um, their annual conference for the top 200 female clients that they have, and I did 11.5. I've never done this before. I've never done a mid-year <laughs> forecast, and I'm actually, so I've actually done that. I That's say, good. So I'm looking, I've, I'm, I've, just, I've just presented them for the first time last week. I'll do it again um, in two weeks. I've actually looked at, you know, where we stand middle of the year, what are my predictions for the balance of this year going forward into the new year. And my first one is that Mother Earth needs Valium. I mean, and that was before <laughs> Jocelyn Missouri, I want you to know, I mean, which was one of the most horrendous things I've ever watched live on CNN. We had our own storms in Connecticut, and I was screaming and yelling, you know, get the porch furniture and do this, do this, do this. I'm, I'm watching TV downstairs, and I'm saying, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. But this no, idea sorry. that, you know, did we do all this with, you know, aerosol deodorant in the 70s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, did we lead, did we create this right. storm, if you will? Yep. So besides Mother Earth needing to have a little Valium, <laughs> what else do you see happening for the rest of the year? Um, one of one of my other big tents is this is this new social antisocial. The idea that we're getting very comfortable with the fact that people now you don't go outside for a cigarette break, you you tip your head down for a Facebook or a Twitter break, when you're feeling nervous, you're feeling uneasy, you're feeling out of sorts, you, you duck out for a, a dose of Facebook or Twitter reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's almost become our shelter from the storm a little bit. Yeah, it's a safe port. There's a friendly face. It feels very comfortable. You don't have to look someone in the eye, but you sort of have that positive reinforcement. Somebody's going to poke you or hug you. Mm-hmm. And it's always omnipresent. There's always somebody there who wants to engage with you. Yeah. You know, I know it's got to be challenging to do as many trend reports as you do, and then you you were forced, as you said, for the very first time to do kind of a mid-year forecast. I was intimidated into it. I mean, to go and present to an audience like that and have predictions that were six months out of date, I was like, oh. Oh, no, I can't do that. (laughs) I have to be up up to speed. Which leads me to my next question. How do you stay ahead of what's happening socially and culturally, um, both not only here in the United States, but globally, knowing that these things change, I mean, literally, I think, in milliseconds? You know, I travel an extraordinary amount, and I don't want to diminish that. I read an extraordinary amount. I have lots of trend spotters who feed things into me. I I spend a lot of time with quantitative data. Um, Some of it is uh, what you give up... um, by not being as, as young and trendy as I was when I started out, you sort of pick up with wisdom, um, and then you really base it on pattern recognition. So I've seen this kind of thing before, and this is what it's likely to mean. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's art and science. Mm-hmm. So I'd say there's no one right way, and there's an awful lot of, of trying to get it right at all times. Um, I do spend a lot of time in quantitative data, our own data sets that we commission, other people's data sets. I have the luxury of all the data sets we have at the holding company level. 
remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, no, no. And I, I would say that my trend work really is it benefits from that a great deal. I, I do a lot. I spend a lot of time, though, on in social media, though, and really um, speaking to people online, asking them painfully nosy questions. And I'll do a lot of crowdsourcing. I mean, uh, I was working on a, 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 something about, you know, the real estate market in, in Dubai, and I, I crowdsourced out. I have about 8,000 followers on Twitter. And I ended up with about 25 really vibrant, viable conversations. People were truly expert in the marketplace, in that part of the world, the real estate marketplace. And so I can't really remember how I used to do my work before there were lots of people out there to talk to me at all times. Whenever you wanted it, any time of the day, on any topic. Underneath my duvet. I always say now that, like, I roll over in the morning and I don't really, you know, my first inclination is, okay, what should I ask someone this morning? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, what's on my mind? And the thing is, it's not really annoying. See, Twitter gives you the luxury of you're not really annoying someone else because they don't have to answer you if they're not engaged. That's right. It's not junk mail. You're not spamming them. You're not emailing them. You're not harassing them. So people who do engage with you are doing it voluntarily because they want to. They have an interest in it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as we spend just the last few minutes here together, I I don't want to be remiss. I want to talk about the fact that um, you went to Brown and you're a member of the mentoring board there of the women in business. You, um, You would... You're an advisor to the Berlin School of Creative Leadership MBA program. And on this program specifically, we've been talking a lot about social. We know women are in very, very very involved in social, but we do focus on women on purse strings. Um, because you're involved at this high level in the collegiate arena, um, what are you seeing uh, uh, when it comes to women and business and creative industries like um, the work that you do at the agency? Do you feel like there's, there's lots of opportunity for women in, especially in the creative area? Uh, I actually have the opposite problem. I think that women have run men out of the PR business. We have no problem um, with women. Um, our top leadership in an 80-person agency is 100% female, with the exception of I have a female controller and I have a male CFO, but all my other top leadership is female. I actually have no problem with people of, of color. We have fantastic ethnic diversity. Uh, but religious diversity, that's all great. Um, I actually have to figure out um, a male diversity strategy because we're no longer able to recruit, hire, or retain young men. Why is that? So we've made so female the business. Huh. And I actually think you need to have both to have a great agency. Well, you need, you need that diversity of mind, right? Yes, you do. And you, need, you need the push and the pull. You need, you need people with different hobbies and interests. It's not even about, as much as about gender, the gender is a dimension of it. You need diversity of experience. You need people who've played lacrosse, and you need people that play football, and you need people that love sewing. You just need people who have lots of different passions and interests. Mm-hmm. And that's where some of the best ideas come from in that in that diversity in that discussion. If you're right. all alike, you're going to come out with the same ideas. So um, we have absolutely um, have no problem. You know, globally, it's still an issue. Globally, it's very disappointing to me that we've accomplished extraordinary things in the, in the 20 plus years I've been working. Because when I came into this business, I absolutely was the exception. My generation was the group that moved up. We didn't have to rebel. We didn't have to protest for anything. Doors were wide open to us. But, you know, you had to work as hard as men did. You had to put in your dues. Um, it required making sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's very hard to not 
be at home. You know, you've, there's a lot of things that, that life experience I've done, I don't know that other people would have made those same choices. Yeah. And I think that you have to be prepared to do those kinds of things. In in many countries in the world, those options are not still open to women. Yeah. Top jobs are still not, as a matter of course, given to women. Um, There's still a strong inherent bias against women in those leadership roles. And by the way, in the U.S., it's still not parity pay. For as fair as everything is, we still have a problem with the female dollar. That's for sure. I had a reason. So I, I still have an issue with that. Yeah. I, I don't think we have an issue with it in this company. I don't really think this industry has an issue with it in most of the disciplines, in most of the big cities, but it's still a challenge. Yeah. Especially where you've got maybe more, uh, I think, two more male-dominated agencies, which is oftentimes the case. I mean, I think that... We we have more women uh, than we used to in leadership positions within agencies, ownership position within agencies for sure. But there's still there's still some um, C-suite issues there where we're, we're not um, we're not represented in the numbers that we need to be. I mean, one of the problems I think we really have is that women may have the good sense to not be willing to make those final set of trade offs mm-hmm. to take that last round of jobs. I mean, I know it was a lot harder for me to say yes to becoming an agency president. I know the first time it was offered to me, I said no. I don't know a man that would have done that. Mm-hmm. It took the second time I was offered that kind of job for me to say yes, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. It had to be the right time, the right place, the right lifestyle. Right, the right for place. me to say I was willing to do it. And I think most men say yes the first time, and they're on that path where it's the most important thing to them, where the most important thing to me was quality of colleague, quality of my work output, and to be able to have some semblance of balance in my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so you said you said yes at the right time for the right place, and here you are today having great success. Marian, thanks for being on the show, sharing your insights into your Thank world. Thank you so much. Congratulations on your Thank success. You. It's fantastic to watch. Great. Thanks so much. Purse Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. 
unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Ritan. The following is an encore segment of Her Strings. Welcome back to Purse Strings. This is Maria Retan, and I am so excited to have Stacy Bright, Senior Marketing Communications Manager for Unilever, on the program today. And most of you out there know all about Dove. We've been a huge fan on this show for the Dove Campaign for Real Beauty. I have always been amazed about how Unilever does such a fantastic job at niche marketing. I mean, we've we've been watching the um, the Dove Campaign for Real Beauty kind of take on a new life almost every other year, if not every year. And this time, though, you're not targeting that 40-plus crowd. You're actually going after the young kids in the in the marketplace a little bit. Can you talk a little bit about that product line? Oh, well, definitely. Well, I think first, just to step back a little bit, I mean, first, Campaign for Beauty has been an enormous uh, success for Dove, and we're so excited that so many women have really resonated with the concept of, you know, widening today's definition of beauty and really sort of embracing it as their own. Uh, we've launched a new line right now called Dove Go Fresh, and this is really um, has a collection of deodorants and matching body mists for the first time. Dove has launched those and body washes and beauty bars and hand and body lotions, shampoos and conditioners. And each time we go about the campaign, uh, the Campaign for Beauty, we really try to address something different. And when you referred to the 40-plus women, that was when we launched our pro-age campaign, which was really about saying to people, you know, are you anti-age or are you pro-age? And so for that, we really were addressing the needs of, of older women and wanting to see themselves more in society. And this time, what we said is, you know, there's this whole group of 20-something-year-olds that have a completely different perspective on the world around them and what they're experiencing. And we found that these young women were really experiencing these unbelievable pressures of society. They wanted to have everything, and they were working so hard, and yet they had this sort of critical inner voice that was constantly saying to them, you know, they weren't doing enough or that they weren't being good enough, and they put so much pressure on themselves, they were forgetting to look around them and see all these these other successes that they were already having. And so with this campaign um, and the launch of the Go Fresh line, we really wanted to say, you know what, stop take a fresh perspective on life and really help widen, you know, give yourself a wider definition of success so that you can ultimately feel beautiful at the end of the day. Um, and that's a lot of what uh, the brand um, and the product launch and this new campaign that we came out with was really trying to address. I just love the way that you kind of get inside the mind of the woman, whether it be the 40-plus crowd with the pro-age or whether it's the young millennials that I talked about at the top of the show with what's really going on in their psyche. And I think that that's probably a large part of your success. Don't you think the time that you take in researching your intended targets? Well, this campaign, the Campaign for Beauty, is really based on three pillars, and the first one is listening to women. So every campaign that we do, we really want to make sure that we're rooted in, in research and an understanding, and we really spend a significant amount of time, and we work with experts to really understand where the psyche of this woman is and what she was focusing on. I mean, we were amazed that 85% of these women really felt that they were their own worst critic. But, you know, that we can all kind of understand. We've all had sort of this voice that talks to us. 
us inside. But what's amazing is 60% of them told us that that critical inner voice was actually keeping them from enjoying everything that they had worked so hard for. So if you think about it, it's almost like being on this wheel. If you're constantly, constantly spinning, trying to get ahead, trying to be better than the generations behind, before you and trying to keep up with everything that's going on in our world between technology and just the person across the hall, but you never took like that moment to breathe in and say, oh, look at how well I did at this or look at how good I am at this particular item and, and never feel successful and just relax and enjoy that moment. And I think that's a lot of what this campaign is really trying to to grab in that woman and say, wait, look at all these amazing things that you're doing. But in order to do that, you really do have to ground yourself in research and understand all the things that are going on in, in a woman's particular life at any given moment. Well, and part of that research, I'm sure, is how to connect with that woman where she is today. So whether it's the media you choose or the approach that you choose. And I think that that's what has made Dove Go Fresh rather unique. You launched this campaign the end of March. Can you talk a little bit about how you, your launch strategy for this? Oh, definitely. So, you know, you mentioned about how you reach um, women in different segments and really how we went about this program because it was very unique compared to our other uh, Dove campaigns and the Campaign for Real Beauty efforts that we've done in the past. And here, you know, the biggest challenge was we wanted to talk to 20-something women that really in a lot of ways are somewhat media apathetic. They, they're so overly saturated with messaging, and they have so many – they get their information from so many different places – that it's almost how you create excitement and break through a really highly cluttered space for this young woman. And so as we started to really zero in, we understand how she was hearing from this critical inner voice and how that was sort of affecting her. And we really started to understand what are the passion points for her? What are the things that she really gets excited about? What are the things that she likes to talk about? And the things that resonated to the top for the 20-something woman, as you can imagine, of course, celebrity lifestyle. Um, she's really career advancement is incredibly important to her in this particular life stage. She's gotten out of school and she's starting to really get on her way of where her future is going, and really just that overall, you know, achieving overall success. And so as we really worked with those insights and we sort of balanced out, how are we going to break through this clutter for this person who's so overstimulated with, with media, we began our strategic approach. And of course, as we talked about a few moments ago, that's always going to be grounded in research. Stacey, thanks so much again for joining me today. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. We appreciate you having us. And thanks to Lewis for another great show. Join us right here at Purse Strings next Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern time for another edition of the program. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.